Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Celtic stuff live. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. I'm your host, Justin Poole, and joining me, John Duke. And the Celtics kind of proved us wrong, John. We were going into the all-star uh, break sour grapes, right, big time? Very Well, we weren't the only ones. And then it just really flipped into the whole, is this team better without Kyrie thing, which really was very much part of that discussion as we were going sour grapes into the all-star breaks. So um, here we are. They win two games. Hayward has a nice game against Philly and, again, without Kyrie. So it's great to get a win against that rival there in the 76ers. And uh, they get the back-to-back. You know, that was something else that we questioned. But, nope, they go ahead and take down the Pistons on the next night. So, no letdown. And then into the All-Star break. Obviously, we'll talk – well, you'll talk a lot about the All-Star break. I got the highlights, but you know how I am. With Actually, this show is going to still be Sour Grapes, right? Because we've got to talk about Kevin Durant and the All-Star break, neither of which is my favorite topic for the show. So, I, I guess uh, I'll have to just live through another week. I'm already there. Hey, let's wrap the show. The bu- the week ahead, Celtics play the Bucks on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> this is a short one. I don't even want to do it. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> I guess you're probably feeling pretty good. You love the All-Star game, and I think there's still I a do. soft spot for you with Kevin Durant as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, I mean, it's certainly not as soft as it once was. I am definitely – uh, as annoyed as probably many are in, in terms of his public kind of face, but his game is unquestionable and his, and his, his fit is unquestionable next to Kyrie, just about any team really. Um, but you're right. I thought it was a good weekend. I thought, you know, I don't want to go into all star, but Tatum had a nice weekend. I think Kyrie had a nice weekend. Uh, I think that we're kind of at that nexus point this weekend was the Celtics were in the heart of everything. And probably most importantly is Anthony Davis said the Celtics were on his list. Now he also said there's 29 teams on that list, but you know, the idea that, well, he doesn't want to have anything to do with Boston. I think we can put that aside as really just a whole lot of angling and, and uh, you know, backroom dealing by Rich Paul. Clearly well, we didn't know it juicy already. For the Lakers, right. Keeps it juicy for the Lakers because they deny it. So it sounds like, okay, okay. So it keeps them engaged, but at the same time they try to close a deal with them. But um, you know, there's no negotiation to be had with the, 
with the Celtics at all-star break, right? Or at the trading deadline. So they make it out like, oh, there's, there, we don't want to, we don't want to, but they're really trying to get a deal done so that they, he can go play in the postseason. But truth is, there is no list. There's only where can you win? Where can you get paid? And that's not necessarily everywhere on the former, but it certainly is going to be on the latter. He's going to get paid. So now he just has to coordinate getting to the right place so he can get some wins while he gets paid. You know, a lot of these guys, though, John, they don't wind up winning until they're willing to accept a pay cut. There's one exception to that, and it goes back to Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he joined an already stacked roster though. So I suppose he's, yeah, but him getting paid was not an issue. He wasn't taking no pay cut. Oh, right. Right. Like, and that was so unique of a, the way the salary cap spiked and how that all got finagled. You're never going to see that again, but usually you have to take a pay cut if you want to be on a team that's going to win championships. And really KD is probably going to be the only one really in our lifetimes that hasn't had to do that. You know, I think, I think you're right. He, he was, he was entering into a unique situation and how many times is, will that occur? Right. You know, just to that point, you, you know, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a freak uh, of the system. And, and now we're kind of going back to the, to the standard, which is, you know, Everything's getting tighter. This summer will be, you know, somewhat interesting in that there was some planning kind of after that first initial spike in, uh, in revenues and, and people, some teams planning for this summer. Uh, but after this, things will probably balance out a little bit and you won't see that type of, uh, you know, big time move to a team that's already at the, at the apex of the sport. And so, you know, you look at Durant now. And what, you know, what does he want? That's the question now. You, you see him as a guy who's willing to do the unconventional to some degree, but what does he really want? And I think we all ask that question of Kyrie too. What does Kyrie want? Does Kyrie want to be the, the guy? Does he want to be a cog in the wheel? Is there anything different about how he feels now and versus how he felt wanting to get out of, you know, out of LeBron's shadow in Cleveland? I, I think we'll think, He's as different as it's being portrayed in the press, but for whatever reason, the type of person he is, it seems to lend itself to let others speak for him, and they don't seem to speak for him, and they don't seem to represent where he's coming from. Over and over and over again, we see his public pronouncements that are a bit at odds with what supposedly behind the scenes Kyrie's feeling. So, you know, I look at a guy like Durant, and I think there's some similarities there, certainly in in that yeah, he's a bit more of a public face, but he keeps his, his cards close to the vest. And while, you know, Boston was supposedly the number two team in there, would it surprise me? Yeah, it surprised me if he came to Boston or wanted to come to Boston uh, after July 1st, but it wouldn't shock me. The amount of buddy, buddy time and, you know, back slapping, you know, uh, uh, you know, bros being bro time uh, between Kyrie and KD this weekend certainly makes me think it's more than just, you know, a couple dudes. And the only thing, you know, that is the only thing that maybe surpassed the Kyrie and, and AD love fest that we saw earlier in the weekend. So this is the weird stuff about the game. It's not about what we're seeing on the court and who's playing who, but it's the truth. It's the fact of it. It's where decisions are being made, you know. 
Al Horford looked at Boston probably a whole lot differently before the All-Star break in 2016 than he did before. Gordon Hayward, obviously, it's a different story. But over and over and over again, we see these teams that they're really formed in in February, not in July. And so you got to pay attention to it, even if it seems silly or or high school, uh, you know, or, passing or, notes in in, in the chemistry class, you know, or unwanted. <laughs> Or unwanted. You know, for some of us. All right, real quick, before we dive into the unwanted, follow Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter, at CSL underscore Tweet Live, as well as your host, at CSL underscore Justin. That's me. John is at CSL underscore Duke. The entire CLNS Media Network, at CLNS Media, Facebook.com slash CLNS fans. And download the CLNS Media app for iOS and Android. Simply search CLNS Media in your app marketplace Finally, youtube.com slash CLNS Media for high-definition, full-length locker room interviews, the Garden Report, the Roundtable, and Celtic Stuff Live. That's us. You can catch us on the YouTube channel. I haven't checked the comments lately, John, but mostly because I was under all the heat for the red face. I think my red face is better now. Got to go back over to YouTube and interact with some of those listeners. So, unwanted. Sounds like a show, right? Well, Kevin Durant, for me, unwanted, right? I talked to you about this. But even then, how do you finagle everything? I mean, you're going to have to make some moves to get KD over here. That's a sign-and-trade. There's just no salary space. Same kind of deal. Do you think with this little love fest that it's a choice between KD or AD? No. I think they can do both, actually. Uh, Right. So they got to package the salaries. Mm Mm-hmm. They got to do that whole. They got the talent. KD is really more about Golden State, just not losing out on him, though, right? Right. Like, can the Celtics offer enough that it makes sense for them to do a deal versus him walking away outright? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's entirely nailed it. I mean, you know, you, you attach a pick and a high salary player, and you get back Kevin Durant. <laughs> so is <laughs> it is it a, Horford? Life is it Horford in that scenario? I don't think so. Like you think it's Hayward? Hayward. Yeah, which would be kind of a tough thing, you know. Uh, but do you really, are you going to really send out Horford? I mean, so AD plays center, KD plays small forward, and Horford plays power forward. I mean, well, let me, let me back up. If I was Golden State, I would want Horford, you know, but I think Boston would want to give up Hayward, right? And I think Golden State, I think this season is showing them that they, probably need to start moving on from the Draymond Green experience. I mean, Draymond is not Draymond anymore. He's not shooting at that pace. He's not defending at this pace he was. I mean, he is not the same guy as he was three, four years ago. Horford is a better player right now than Draymond Green, despite the age difference. And if they can get a cut rate Draymond Green for, you know, 20 million a year for the next, you know, 60 million over three years, um, they can solidify themselves and so you're thinking a dual sign that trade. No, well, no, or I, I extension. Guess, well, right. I mean, I think, right. I think Horford, I think would see that as valuable to him to stay, you know, in, in, a, in a great city, in a great situation. Uh, and for Golden State, it works beautifully for Boston. Obviously the value of adding a shooter scorer like Kevin Durant, uh, next to Kyrie, next to Anthony Davis. I mean, this is crazy, crazy, you know, 2K, you know, override the, the, the computer type situation. There's no way you could probably get this still to be pulled off in, K, in 2K. But, 
you know, that's the leverage, the situation. What, what irony it would be for Kevin Durant to get traded for Horford. If you just think about how that July 4th weekend mm-hmm. went and we were all sitting on the edge of our seats waiting and we thought we were going to have both of them, how yep. ironic would it be if it was a swap out? I mean, on some level, yeah, I get that the Celtics would want to include Hayward. But on another level, I'm thinking, well, you get a little bit younger trading Horford away and going to Durant. But you definitely get a whole lot older trading away Kevin Durant. I mean, trading away Hayward and going with Kevin Durant. And I'm actually pretty optimistic that Hayward's going to end up being all right. Here's the other thing. Mm -hmm. The good news for the Celtics is both Hayward and Horford are both willing to accept Whatever role is given to them, neither one of them has an ego and will slot in amongst whatever lineup the Celtics decide to trot out there. That's the one good thing with both of those players. Um, you're right. This is a 2K kind of crazy, wacky, wild stuff. You know how I feel though. I'm a, I'm a no to KD. I actually, <laughs> I'm really? just, a, yeah, even, I mean, I even, it. even if he wanted to come here and Maybe he's learned from the experience and maybe learned something from it. I mean, oh, it's all, this is all just media speak. I mean, even if that happened, that's just maybe. media speak. Right. We and, don't know. We and don't even know. then, and even then, here's the deal. Like we just become, we just become that. There's so much of me that really, <laughs> we just become whatever he's been, right? Like yeah. whatever we were mad, whatever. Listen, I'm not going to step into that hypocrisy. Right. And I do get it. We're not quite pulling it off the same way that they did. And, you know, with the money and everything else and him leaving Golden State is totally different uh, to go. Well, I guess it depends on how the finals plays out. But him leaving Golden State to go to Boston is totally different than him leaving OKC to go yes. play for a rival in Golden State. Now, if Boston and Golden State go seven and he switches teams, it's actually almost exactly the same thing. Not quite because different conferences, but similar and then again do i really i just i just don't know if i can get behind that like oh boston's on the rise i'm out of golden state i'm over to boston with my boy Kyrie. it just feels tainted and you know who else isn't going to be around for any of that your boy jason tatum who just won the skills challenge with a half court heave over all-star weekend that's going to be a bitter pill for me the, he's gone, but, yeah, but, dude. He's uh, gone. If they get, a, if they get their business. man, if they get their man, right. he's gone. And there's just a part of me that is thinking that I'm going to regret that in several years. Not this okay. isn't the Al Jefferson scenario, right? Where we yep. were all in love with Al, and then oh, how could you give up Al? Blah blah blah. This is different. I mean, I really feel like Tatum is. He's a, he's going to be the man, dude. He's going to be really, really, really good. Yes, he is. He, and, and, but he's also five years younger than Anthony Davis. So that's a lot, but Anthony Davis is still 25, you know, or 20, you know, 26. I mean, he's really young too. It's not trading, separating the two, right? Separating the, this KD stuff from the brow, uh, stuff. You know, you're trading, presumably you're trading Tatum for a guy who's, you know, five years older than him, but it's among the top three, four players in the league, bar none, without question. You know, that that's a little different. You know, to conflate the two and be like, well, you're trading Tatum, but you're getting back Durant, which is kind of more of a similarity to the Garnett deal, and that you're giving up the young player and getting the older, you know, in their prime vet. Um, you know, that's that's the hard thing. If 
if you're, you know, kind of putting the two together, you just say, okay, that's where it's difficult. But if you separate them and say, look, you're getting the guy that's five years older, but is already a top five player. And in, in probably in no, I get why you do dreams, it. I get why you do it. Your no, hoping on. Tatum is one of those guys. Yeah, I right? get why you, I get why you do it for top Anthony end, Davis. That's what you're hoping for yeah, but I get why you do it for Anthony Davis. It just taints it that much more if you all of a sudden ship somebody out and you bring in Katie. Like I get it. You got to swing for the fences. Why though? Why you're, does that? Why do you think that that taints it? What's the what's the connection there for you? Because then it just feels like you're buying a championship to me. That's what I mean, you know, the even the Ray Allen Kevin Garnett it hadn't been done before kind of a thing. Yeah. But honestly, dude, that would feel like remember when we were growing up and the Yankees could get whatever they wanted, right? And we were just always so miserable. And I get it. There's a salary cap and Danny's playing on the same, you know, Patriots yeah. have have worked it. But you know, the Patriots have all these guys that come in that are undrafted and they're all these like weird risers that fit roles. And it's just so much easier to get behind that dominance in the salary cap era. And I get it. Danny totally played the game the right way. He'd stockpile picks after, you know, booting on, you know, taking a punt on Pierce and, and Garnett. And we all t- swallowed that bitter pill to some degree, right? Because it was the right move because the exorbitant amount of resources was going to give us the opportunity for Danny to recollect it and re refashion a very similar type of roster. And I get all that, but then we got this young crew and we're not talking about the Delonte West, Rajon Rondo, Kendrick Perkins, you know, Al Jefferson crew. We're talking about a crew of some pretty dang talented players. Like I would put Terry Rozier above Delonte West six ways till Sunday. I'd put Tatum and Brown above Perkins and Jefferson, and you can throw Rondo in there and say whatever you want about Rondo. But um, outside of that, I mean, I feel like the young talent on this team, they're fun to watch. It's a lot to give up on. And there's something about Durant just going to Golden State and spurning us instead of, like, saying, okay, you know what? Boston's on this track. They're going to be able to surround me with better players. You know, oh, Tom Brady couldn't get it done because he's a winner, but the Celtics aren't. I'm going to Golden State. I'm going to go get my championships, and then what? I get to, I get to try again, and oh no, now I'm in the Celtics green. Like it, there won't be a player on the team who is homegrown. You know, even Marcus Smart, who gets this city, is going to be gone, dude. The whole that, listen, Kyrie's great. I wouldn't give him up for anything. I, I'm not going to be the guy who's going to say they're actually better without him because they're not, especially when we know we get into the postseason and somebody's going to hit the big shots. But there's also like this whole thing about just connecting with the club. And you're just going to have a whole bunch of foreigners that just got stockpiled on this team, and they might just not feel like Celtics. They're just showing up, putting on the putting on the jersey, going out. They're hired guns. They're going to win the championship. Maybe we get a, a three or four year run, but are they going to come into town like when Kevin Garnett shows up? Are they going to have that? Are they are they going to come into town after they've retired and be like Paul Pierce is right now? I'm sorry, but Kevin Garnett gets a pass. I turned on Ray Allen. I'm just afraid that on some level these three guys could all end up being Ray Allens to me. Well, I think I think that's I think you're to me that's that's like step fifty. You know, we're on step like one, two, 
You know, and I, that's and I know what you're saying. Step 50. That's yeah, how but, we get to yeah, step but 50. like there's a lot of things that can happen between now and, you know, eight years down the road when, you know, you feel like it's you... retiring yeah. and like, I mean, you don't, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. There is an emotional investment that we have in these guys that were drafted here, have got improved here, came in under Brad Stevens, became some, became players, right? And, and to send them away, for the, the latest greatest model doesn't feel great. It doesn't have the same shine, doesn't have the same emotional investment. But let's remember I 90%. can almost tolerate it for one guy, but then to do it for KD on top of that. And and you know, I guess the way you're posturing it, right, is we're not really doing anything for KD, right? We're just shipping out Horford or Hayward we're, so that yeah. we have a salary match and maybe a few other things. But it's just that's just like the the glaze of a disgusting donut. Like, I'm just not sure that I can quite have that icing. And maybe at that point, you're just going in. I don't know. I'm having my reservations. You know what? Real quick, real quick. We gotta, we'll come back to this because this is gonna take the rest of the show. I can already feel it. So before we do that, we have to pay homage to our sponsors who are kind enough to, uh, Put some money behind this diatribe that's going on between us. So, betonline.ag, another huge week across the NBA with the All-Star game and the Celtics kind of picking up some some slack and two games to close it out before the break, much to uh, John and my surprise. So, some exciting matchups in the All-Star game, but there's only one place to get in on all this action, betonline.ag, sports, casino, Virtual casino, you name it, betonline.ag is CLNS Media's preferred sportsbook online. And if you use the promo code CLNS50, you're going to get a 50% cashback bonus on your first deposit. And that's just for signing up. So you want to play a game this week? I'll tell you which one. We're picking the Bucks on Thursday, Celtics Bucks. Definitely the game of the week for John and I. Uh, pretty exciting. And then only just a few days later, next week, they're going to have to play the Raptors. And, John, I think you said not long after that, we get the rematch against Golden State and uh, and the Houston Rockets. So here we are in the midst of it all. Some exciting weeks coming up. This week, you you got to put your money on Bucks Celtics. So go online or use your mobile phone to sign up today at betonline.ag and try in-game live betting where you can participate with all the action with every play. And remember, you can go to clnsmedia.com slash win to use promo code CLNS50. That gives you a 50% cashback bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, John, I'm just sorry. I'm, I, you know, I'm getting, I'm not necessarily getting cold feet, but what if you get, what if this happens? Kyrie's knee never stops buggering him. And then you get Anthony Davis and all of a sudden his injury issues are coming up and we can't field a healthy team. Maybe we keep Hayward and he doesn't get a hundred percent. You trade away Horford, you know, or Horford stays and his injuries tend to pile up, whatever. We just end up really missing the boat, and a lot of it because of health, regardless of ADB and 25. How are you going to feel about that? And I know we could keep the young guys, and the same thing could happen. you got to right. swing for the fences. But it'll be a more bitter pill than missing out with the young guys we've drafted that we've watched come up. I I think it's a better bet that you acquire talented players that maybe have a little bit of an injury history and – be seeing success with them 
than keeping younger players and hoping that they develop into strong players that will then allow you to win. You know, I, I think that's the, um, you know, I, I think that it's, that's the, that's the calculus you're making if you're Danny Ainge is that, well, it's just while it, it while I want what's in the bush, if I could get it in my hand now, why would I not do that? And it may cost a lot to get the bird in hand, but the alternative to that is there's a lot of hoping and praying. I mean, I think the stuff on Tatum and people's, you know, criticism of him and his game this year is completely insane. Uh, but, and, and Jalen Brown obviously had his, his rough start as well, but you see a trajectory that they could go on and you can see where they can end up pretty quickly as players. It, you wonder if they're going to get here with as much talent, get there with as much talent as they have to play with and in front of them. But you see that where they can go, but they're not Anthony Davis. They're not Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant led that, that whatever you want to say about the all-star game, the guy went supernova with his shooting and, you know, sure enough, he ends up, you know, win the MVP and he's a great superstar. I don't think he gets the respect he, he probably deserves as a player. For whatever reason, whether it's the, you know, people frustration with, with how everything happened with Gold State or whatever, he doesn't, he really doesn't get the appreciation for the type of player he is. And, you know, and, and Davis is great and all that. It would be hard emotionally to give up those players. And to me, it's an emotional thing to give up those players and not have that, you know, that emotional tie. It's tough, but I go back to those KG teams. I had no emotional investment in Ray Allen. And my only investment with KG was he's a damn good player. And I always traded for him on my, my, uh, you know, <laughs> my you know, Xbox, you know, when I was playing 2K. But to actually have them on the team. But the way and Durant it's such came an emotional, on. it's such yeah. an emotional thing. Like you said, when you see KG at that, at that game, uh, the Laker game, I mean, but only because the wow. way he came in and set the tone. You know, he came in that but way. But why couldn't I mean, that happen with these guys? Why couldn't Katie do that? It's not happening that way. You don't know that. Because it's not Katie's personality. It's not Katie's personality and Kyrie isn't Paul Pierce. That's why. But who is? I mean, who, who is, who is that nowadays? I, do, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. They don't have that same whatever that is that those guys had. And that's, I think that's fair. But I think, we're judging Kyrie on a season this year that is a little strange. I think we can all admit that. And I think we're judging KD on a decision where he goes to Golden State and thought it was going to be one thing, and clearly it hasn't lived up to what he expected it to be either. I don't want to sit here and, and kill the guy because he made a, the, a good decision to, to play with a free passing team and, and all that. I don't want to kill the guy over that because I don't think I know enough about why he why he's doing that or why he passed up Boston. You know, I think he went to a great team and wanted to win championships. Well, he checked that box. Now what? You know, and the next, I think the so next now he's LeBron. more about KD so than the last like the, one. Do you like the way LeBron bounces around? And would you like that if KD did that to Boston? Uh, Anthony Davis gets injured. Things start to get tight on the salary. Yeah. Kyrie, whatever. KD walks. Maybe he only signs a two-year deal with us in that move. And after two years, he's not happy. He's out of town. Yeah. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Nobody's loyal in the game anymore. I understand that. Right. And and nobody's had that 
grenade tossed at them harder than Danny Ainge after the Isaiah Thomas move, right? He's taken all of that flack for that. But at the same time, there's something about that that just, it takes a little bit of the shine off the trophy to me. There's got to be somebody here. Like, this is what happened the last time around. They went out and got the hired guns to build around Paul Pierce, right? Paul had been here forever. He had given blood, sweat, and tears. He'd gone through the Antoine Walker era. They'd gotten within a, a crazy stretch of almost getting to the finals with a team that should never have gotten there. And, uh, obviously the Nets wound up taking them down, but they were that close, felt good, went back into the dumpster. Paul's down and out. And then you go out and get these hired guns, one of which endeared himself to the Boston fan base because of his work ethic and attitude. They ran that. I remember finding out about you. They positioned it perfectly, but he came in. KG owned it. I don't know that Ray ever really owned it, but it didn't matter because Paul Pierce gave you that connection to this roster that made it all okay. If all of a sudden you don't have anybody that was on this club post-rebuild that had started to get our, our interest back in and excitement, and all of a sudden it's just this new conglomeration of hired guns, there's something about that that just doesn't feel quite the same. If they could retain even a Tatum or even a Brown, or, or honestly, the player to retain is Marcus Smart, who's one of the most likely players to get shipped out for salary reasons. But if there was a guy on this club, he was right there at the beginning, drafted early, defensive stalwart, absolute maniac, who's finally hitting three-pointers. You are patiently waiting for this player to mature into that level. He finally does it, and then you ship him out of town. That would be the guy, though. Even if you trade for all these other players, if you just hold on to Marcus Smart, there'd be some semblance of an identity here still. You move all of these guys after you traded uh, Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie, that's just weird. It just feels weird. I don't. I don't think it's that weird, personally. I think the whole game has been accumulated assets and try to get the best team possible. And just because they drafted guys, I never felt like, well, that means they're going to stay forever. You know, I think it meant, okay, and let's see what happens. And if you have a chance to get arguably the second best player and the fourth best player in the league. And you could give up all of your, everyone on your team except for the best player on your team, you do it. You know, I don't think. Yeah, no, I emotionally, emotionally, emotionlessly, you're correct, but that's not how this works from the fans' perspective. Well, the fans need to, I think, suck it up and get used to, because we all root for the laundry, you know? I mean, we, we're gonna root for whoever is gonna wear the Celtics uniform, by and large, you know? And, you know, I was never a Marcus Morris fan. I'm rooting for him now. You know, there is a, there is a bit of transactional nature to being a fan of a team. You're largely a fan of who they are. Now, do they need to embody that spirit once they're there? Yes. Can they, you know, come in and, and show disregard for the history and the people who have put that there? Absolutely not. I mean, that's, that is, that's absolutely would, would put them in a different category and, and you would look at it differently. But to me, you can acquire anybody you want to acquire. And if they show deference for what's there and they play with the same spirit and intensity that you saw with the guys that you loved or more, 
and you're successful. I mean, that's, that's the best of all worlds. I loved Al Jefferson as much as anybody. My God, you know, but the moment you could get Kevin Garnett, I did have to hem and haw over it. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's an easy decision, but we saw right there where as hard as now, it was see, to lose out, even at you that got time, KG. Yeah. The at player. That, I didn't know that he was going to be this emotional high. We it's didn't different. know that. None of us knew that. Totally different this time. Why? Because we actually you don't have, like KD. <laughs> well, partly, yeah, but um, but also, even if KD didn't come, it's still if you trade for Anthony Davis, you're still going to have some pieces left. There's still some of what you've been trying yeah. to build that gets to hang around. I think in the end, to, to be able to pull both off, you're gutting, you're gutting it. You've got, you know, maybe Semi Ojale still hanging around, right? But Maybe a Daniel Tice, maybe Morris, unlikely, but maybe Morris signs a one-year deal to to bolster the bench like a James Posey. You know, who knows exactly? But but honestly, it is it is still different. And I don't think any of us thought, as much as we loved Al Jefferson, I don't think any of us thought that those young players could grow into a team that was going to be able to win a championship. I think we all thought, hey, you know what? This team is going to have to, it's going to have to, the pieces are going to have to be shuffled around for this, for them to get towards a championship. After they were one game away from the finals last year it, with an injury riddled season, I don't think that's how people felt about it. Do we know that they were still a couple of pieces away last year? Sure. But don't you think those pieces could have been Kyrie and Hayward? And so that's the reason that the expectations have been all screwy with the fan base on this team this year. And it's also the reason why I feel like it gets a little tainted when I think these pieces are a lot closer with a lot of time left on the clock. So that's, I, I think you do the AD deal. I think that just the position he plays makes it like nearly impossible to, to not make that move. But, and I guess we'll have to see what the moves are. I mean, if they get yeah. Kevin Durant for next to nothing, I mean, you know, how do I argue with it? I just can tell you I won't be as emotionally attached to this club if that's how it goes down. And that's just going to be the reality of it for a lot of people. I, I The only thing I'd, I'd probably add to that, I, I, the package of what it will take will impact how people will look at the deal. And they'll need to be successful largely to to make that worth it. Um, I think when we look at what the potential deal is, uh, I don't believe a lot of the reports to this point of what's been offered for Davis. I think if Tatum's on the, on the block, I personally don't believe there's a lot more apart from him that's going to have to be in the deal. That's just my own feeling. I don't know that it's true. Um, well, you got to match the salary but, though. That's yeah, the other you issue. Can, yeah, but there's, there's ways there. you can get there. There's, you can get there by, if they end up using the mid level, on whoever they have, uh, with that for, for that 15th roster spot. There's ways you can get to that salary without giving up smart and giving up a lot of pieces to get there. I think there's a way that they can, if it's, if it's Hayward in a pick for, for KD and it's not much more than Tatum, I think there are ways, there are a number of pieces who are left here that will make up a core of it. I mean, look, when they made the, the date, when they made the KG deal, it was a second year point guard. And Rondo, and what else? <laughs> Perk, you know that was it. And, and when they made the what? Spears. No, Jeff. Wait, ho- when they oh, made that's the KG what was deal, left. That's that what was, was left. left. Yeah, you know, in terms of pieces apart from 
uh, Pierce, it was Perk and it was Rondo, and that's it. So, um, big baby. I, I, no, that was well, I know, he that was, was the next draft, right? He, well, no, he was in the the Ray Allen deal. That was, but but my point is that you know, in terms of a player with you know the, who would come in, there wasn't like this this vast, you know, depth that they had. It was largely, they did obliterate. No, that was the issue. Those two guys are key pieces. But, you know, if you're left, let's say Smart does stay. And I think there's a chance Smart is one of those pieces there. Does that make you feel a lot more different about, let's say, Smart and Semi-Ogele? It definitely does. So I, I think that that would be someone, and I think he's a perfect fit in that type of, I mean, let's just go high-minded here. AD, Kate, Kevin Durant, Marcus Smart, Kyrie Irving, and a fifth player to be named later. Um, I think you can win an NBA championship with that as your five, right? I mean, I think can. that's – You've got the defensive crazy right. man and uh, – yeah. I mean, so that's what I'm saying, I guess, in the end is like – it seems to me like there's a whole bunch of pieces. You bring Baines back, he's your center, you know, for that group. I, who knows? But I think that there's a way you're still two, three players who are of this group, you know, Shemi Ojale being one, you know, maybe. Um, so let me ask you around that out. Do you think that's why Al Horford signed with Boston? And do you think there's an impact to that if he's not here when they build that and they shuttle him off for this move? Get that he under, he'll understand it business and all of that, but do you think it impacts free agents and the way they look at signing with Boston? Because I feel like Al really, in his mind, when he went there, had the understanding that he was going to be part of whatever you know came to be. Well, I I, I think I think Horford's been around long enough to know that the league changes pretty quick. I mean, let's remember when he signed here. Isaiah Thomas was the sole star on the team, right? Jason Tatum wasn't here. Uh, Jalen Brown, uh, was, uh, was he coming off? No, he wasn't. He was, he would, had just been drafted. You know, I mean, he, he wasn't coming with any sort of expectations. It was Jay Crowder. It was, you know, I mean, <laughs> the team now doesn't even resemble the team that, that he met with and talked with. Uh, in that summer of, of, uh, of 16. So I don't think that that's the issue. I think it's, to me, it's a question of he's going to do what's best for him. This is his last contract he's going to sign, you know, and what, what's best for him. And if he got sent to Golden State, I think that's as good a situation as you could ask for. I mean, Danny has not been of the mind to screw over, you know, players like that. He'll find a good, you know, spot for somebody and, if he yeah, like, Horford, like Cleveland. <laughs> well, with knowing LeBron, James, yeah, I mean, but knowing LeBron is going to beat it. Yeah, but I, look, I mean, it's not like he sent him to Sacramento. It's not like he's. I mean, look, Danny took him from Phoenix, which was a hole. He raised up his value, and he sent him to play with LeBron James, whose team ended up going to the finals that year. You know, I mean, now did he expect that all that other nonsense was going to happen? No, but I. You know, I I don't think that Danny could have sent Isaiah to many worse places. The only person that he was going to make that deal for was Kyrie Irving. So it's just, I, I know what you're saying. It's like, well, Cleveland sucks, and it does, and I don't I don't dispute that at all. But it's just like, it's not like he totally screwed the guy over by sending him, 
you know, to Cleveland. He's set up to play with the best player in the world. So it could All be right. worse. Yeah, it could be. You know what? We're going to wrap and then, uh, we'll do the, we'll do the week ahead in our, in our closing, in our post closing. There you go. So there, we've never had to announce it before, but I'm going to announce it. So this broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS media mobile app. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. A heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. And for staff writer Samuel Elias, executive Woo! producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso, and my co-host John Duke, I'm Justin Poulin. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live. Celtic Stuff Live. Yeah, dude. Our boys on Twitter are going to be like, seriously, Justin, pull your head out of your negativity, but, <laughs> but I just, maybe it's just the winter. Maybe it's just this time of year. Like I wasn't in the great mood this time of year last year either, but I really mean it, dude. I'm not sure that I'm really going to feel like uh, I'm connected to the team if it's just a bunch of new faces and it's not like, Hey, how will these guys fit with Paul Pierce? It's just, it's different. It's definitely different, but the week ahead, we beat that horse to death. Hopefully we can start hey. watching some basketball and seeing what happens this year. And hopefully this team will coalesce and, you know, make those kinds of decisions even more difficult to be made. So, uh, the Bucks on Thursday, Bulls Big. on Saturday, lots of time off for this team. Kyrie plays in the all-star game. So, you know, he's going to be out there at least for the Bucks matchup. Um, John, uh, Giannis had a great game too. Uh, you know, obviously took that bounce alley ooper pass ish thing from Steph Curry. So he's going to be lit. He had a nice game. Do you think, uh, think the Celtics come away? I think they got the Bulls. Do you think they come away with a, with a win against the Bucks? Well, that's how the show ends. <laughs> I'll give my prediction and then we'll close it. So the Bucks on Thursday is I guess I'll in, I'll I'll inject a little bit of optimism here. I'm going to say they come out of that break, they're rested. Everything that Sailboat Studios has been trying to tell me for the last 2 weeks, I'm going to say the Celtics rise to the occasion against the Bucks, climb a little bit more into the standings. Uh, climb the ladder a little bit more in the standings. Try to distance themselves. Um, oh, you're creeping. Are you there? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it got things. All right, I said two and oh. I said two and oh. That's going to be the best outtake ever. Sorry. Yeah, my things went weird. Uh, yeah, two and oh. I'm going two and oh, too. Yeah. I, I think the Bucks game is. I'm not saying they figured it all out in terms of no, but just imagine but, the the big game before the All Star break. They beat Philly, yeah. then they beat the Bucks, then they beat the Raptors. They climb in the standings a little bit little during bit. that stretch, and maybe they distance themselves from Philly. Like these are the games they got to win. So let's see if they win them. It's and then tough. the and then that Golden State in Houston is saying, yeah, we're for real, and we'll see what they do with that. Yeah, I, I don't expect them to win. 
I expect to win the Houston game. I don't know that they're going to win in Golden State, but because they're basically back to back. But it, I, yep, John just can't hang. You know what it is? It's the bad juju from him wanting to trade away everything on this team just for a uh, just to buy a championship. That's what. That's right, John. You don't even get the last word. End of the show. Out.